Hey friends, I'm Jeremy Hearn, and welcome to the Saint Friends Podcast, a podcast for Catholics, non-Catholics, and really anyone interested in learning about the lives of some ordinary people who lived extraordinary lives and answered God's call to holiness. Let me just start by saying this. Today's episode is crazy. Our saint friend today was at the center of a classic medieval political intrigue with noble families and rival factions and murder. The good news here is that the people who died ended up saints and their killers, um, didn't. So join us as we enter the halls of royalty and learn about the life and death of our new saint friend, the good king, Saint Wenceslas. Wenceslas, also sometimes known as Vaklov, was born near Prague between the year 903 and 907 to Duke Vratislaus I and his wife, Dragomir. Wenceslas's grandfather was Borovoch of Bohemia and had converted to Christianity thanks to the evangelization of St. Cyril and raised his children, including Wenceslas's father, as Christians. Dragomir, Wenceslas' mother, however, was the daughter of a pagan tribal chief named Haveli, and though she was baptized at the time of their marriage, she still held on to her pagan beliefs. Wanting little Wenceslas to be raised knowing Christianity, but understanding how busy life as a duke could be, Wenceslas's father sent him to live with his grandmother, Ludmilla, who made sure that he was trained in the old Slavonic language and made it into the college at Budich earlier than most. Ludmilla was acting officially as Wenceslas' guardian when suddenly, in 921, Wenceslas' father died. The line of succession meant that Wenceslas was next in line to take over his father's position, but not old enough yet. So his grandmother, as his guardian, became the regent. Jealous of the power that Ludmilla now had, as well as the influence over Wenceslas, Dragomir, the now-widowed mother of the soon-to-be duke, hired assassins. Yes assassins to take out Ludmilla. And so, while she was at the Tatin castle, the future Saint Ludmilla was strangled to death with her own veil. Dragomir took over as regent and immediately enacted all sorts of decrees to drive out Christians, even allowing them to be killed. About five years later, when Wenceslas was 18 years old, the Christian nobles who remained in Bohemia rebelled against Dragomir, and she was driven out and Wenceslas ended up as the duke. Because of the chaotic way in which Wenceslas came to power, there was an agreement that his younger brother, Boleslav, would get a portion of the region as well, and they would end up dividing power over their father's land. All of that was fine for a while, and Wenceslas was expertly handling all kinds of raids from neighboring regions and making alliances with other nobles. He decided to introduce German priests to the region because of a lack of Bohemian priests. These German priests generally preferred to use the Latin rite of Roman Catholicism instead of the Slavic rite that became Eastern Orthodoxy, but people would more or less be okay with that. Now, here's where things take a turn. Unknown to Wenceslas, his brother, Boleslav, 
was secretly meeting with a sinister force outside of the region, a force that wanted Wenceslas dead and his brother controlling the entire region as a supporter of the anti-Christian cause. Their mother, Dragomir. Wenceslas received word that his brother was inviting him to a celebration of the feast of Saints Cosmas and Damien in Staroboleslav. Thinking this was a fun religious family outing, Wenceslas agreed. As they walked together, Boleslav's, let's call them henchmen, Tira, Kesta, and Hovnevsa, jumped on Wenceslas and stabbed him numerous times. As Wenceslas took his final breaths, his brother Boleslav ran him through with a lance, killing him in September of 935. Legend says that on the same day Wenceslas was killed, his brother's child was born, and so Boleslav named him Strakfus, meaning dreadful feast. You can't make this stuff up. When I first was reading about the life of Wenceslas, I was caught off guard by all of the craziness of medieval politics. It seemed like some sort of fantasy story instead of real life in medieval Bohemia. The church celebrates the feast of St. Wenceslas on September 28th each year. I've alluded to it a few times in the episode already, but the good King Wenceslas from the Christmas song is actually this same guy. They call him King in the song, but Duke is more accurate to his title. Wenceslas, despite the political trouble that seemed to follow him around, was able to live out his faith. Though he may not have to deal with the physical violence that Wenceslas continually experienced, it's easy to identify with his struggles to create a peaceful society around him. The call to be involved in our changing societies as Christians is pretty clear. We need the values of the Gospels more than ever today. So as we wrap up this episode, just a reminder to leave us a review reach out to us by email at saintfriendspodcast at gmail.com or on our Instagram and Twitter accounts at saintfriendspod, like the word podcast, but without cast at the end, pod. And don't forget that you can visit us at our home on the web at saintfriends.com. You know, word of mouth is a great way to grow this podcast, so tell someone you know about this podcast or about one of your new saint friends. We really appreciate it. Finally, we ask for the prayers of St. Wenceslas. May he look out and hear our prayers as we ask for the wisdom of rulers who were plagued by social and political unrest, but were able to keep their minds focused on the things that matter. We also ask for the intercession of his grandmother, St. Ludmilla. Wenceslas had a biological mother who wasn't very good, and another mother figure who took him in and helped form him into who he was called to be. We ask that Ludmilla pray for whoever that good person was in our lives, whether it was a biological mother or someone else. We say together, St. Wenceslas and St. Ludmilla of Bohemia, pray for us.